Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, all of my. Legend of Cora, there's the music. Fans out there, how are you doing tonight? We are here, me and Mr. Tori J. Miller. Hey. And uh, Mr. John Quick is here in spirits. Such cute, sad music. Hey, everybody, I'm John Quick, and I'm going to be your disembodied voice for the show. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Surprises galore. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight, guys. My name's Liz Rishmaui, and we are here recapping on AfterBuzz TV, your Legend of Cora panel. And we're going to be recapping episode 12, Day of Colossus, and episode 13, The Last Stand. So, uh, like he uh, introduced, uh, Mr. John Quick could not be with us tonight. He is visiting, he's in Canada land, <laughs> yeah. visiting with his uh, wife's family for the holidays. We wish him the best. We should could be here, but he will be with us in spirit and as you could hear vocally. Yeah, and tweet him, let him know that you miss him and all that stuff. Yes, we will also be doing the live YouTube show. Uh, you can catch us live right now on the chat. Uh, I'll, I'll retweet the uh, YouTube uh, link once I got it on YouTube. Please also tweet us. Uh, Tari and I will be on Twitter. We can answer your questions today. I'm at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Tari? And I'm at uh, Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. All right, great. And you guys can also just uh, tag hashtag uh, L-O-K-A-B-T-V. And uh, in case you can't get our, our Twitter handles there, we can at least try to follow you there. All right. So first things first, I have to ask you overall as a whole, what did you think about – what are your thoughts about the finale? Um, I thought the finale was really good. I um, I love giant mech stuff, so the fact that I get it with my Cora, it's like, ah, uh, you get your peanut butter and your chocolate, and you put them together, and it makes something amazing, and that's what I got in this finale. Officer that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Thanks, John. I love that he You're always... You're the best. Yeah. Um, so I thought it was really fun. Um, it had just enough emotional stakes, uh, and also a good amount of great action sequences. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned in the episode last week when I was kind of saying about I have a friend who's a 3D artist and he was kind of you know, being all meh about the, the giant colossus robot with the weapon and how the animation was a little iffy. You did mention how It's probably because they're saving a lot of their uh, their money for the, the season finale, making it better. And yeah. I did immediately notice as soon as those mechas started walking on screen that the animation was a little bit uh, improved yeah. for the season finale, which I really appreciate. I've always loved the animation. I am not a stickler for it. I, I'm just going to say I was just repeating what a friend said. Um, yeah. But, yeah, let's get into uh, episode 13, The Last Stand. It's the first half of the hour finale that we went into. Uh, we start off with a... Um, Basically, they're all trying to figure out what the heck to do because of the giant mecha uh, that is coming and it doesn't seem to be stoppable. 
And uh, I think it was. It starts off with them just yeah. coming up with a plan, right? Milo is the one who suggests the uh, right the I water mean, balloons. They're all convening because they they re- they realized how uh, powerless they are against this giant mech. And yeah, like Milo uh, decides that it would be a good idea to fill up the paint, uh, fill up balloons with paint, so that they can blind it while they distract him. Exactly. Um, and. It, in the midst of this meeting, before the paint balloon thing happens, is that when Hiroshi uh, joins everybody? That's right. I did get a little uh, out of that with that. And I think Lynn is the one who yeah. kind of just made the point, well, Jail is still going to be there if, if they don't take over. So we can always bring him back. Yeah. But we need as many geniuses as we can to figure out what to do about this. And I think, I believe it was, um, um, oh, goodness. Varric was working on those machines yes, to try the to f- the hummingbirds, which I was like, oh my gosh, wait, you guys have hummingbirds? It's not like a hummingbird monkey or <laughs> like, were you not surprised at that? Because I was a little bit. It wasn't like some weird animal that was like a, like hybrid. a hybrid, right? <laughs> like mosquito bird. Um, but yeah, like they were working on that and a lot of it. I believe it just from the beginning, he got destroyed and they were just happy. Everybody was safe and sound. They met up and that's when we found that Hiroshi was let out because Lynn figured we need everything we can get, especially since most of the hummingbird mechas were destroyed when Kovira uh, shot at the factory, almost killing everybody, including her fiance. Right. So, yeah, they had all but two were destroyed. And (laughs) I'm I'm glad that. That because earlier in the season we had Hiroshi come in and there was that little moment that he had with Asami and I was like I hope this goes somewhere yeah and so I'm glad that like his redemptive arc was really it was tightly packed in this one thing and it d- didn't draw out mm-hmm. and it was a really touching thing that happened yeah and I think um, bringing back to are, are you a little disappointed with how um, Junior uh, Batar Batar yes how we come to that scene where basically before we get into the rest of the action, how he's having that moment with uh, Sue, uh, Sue about, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sorry I betrayed you. You know, I can't believe she did this to me. She was my whole world. And she's saying, you know, I love you. We'll give them time. They'll come around. But we're your family, so we'll be here for you. Yeah. I thought it was a nice way to wrap it up. But at the same time, I felt a little disappointed that he wasn't a tiny bit more involved with how the whole thing went down or figuring out how to destroy it and right. now i'm sad <laughs> basically as you should be john as you because, should be i mean well my thoughts on it were that he's i mean he's not a bender so he can't do anything physically he could have helped them with maybe help with maybe the hummingbirds but even then i think he was crippled at that point not crippled but he was <laughs> down for the he's count crippled. uh yeah no perhaps i uh Okay, I just got a... Well, it's not a tweet as much as it, but it is relevant to the show. Yes, Adam, I did mention you on air. You are the friend who was mentioning the wonky 3D animation. You're welcome. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, yeah, so I I really... I don't know. Like, I just feel like it was one of those things where it's like, yes, it's fine the way it is. But I guess because... I, you guys and fans out there have to, and anybody can agree with me here. I hold the original um, airbending series and such high regard. Yeah. I have no complaints whatsoever about any of the se- series in, okay. in seasons in that series. Okay. So when it comes to Legend of Korra, I love this show, but I am going to be so super picky and judgmental to every little thing just because of how much I hold the first uh, show in high regard. So as far as that is concerned, I just wish that he had some more. I was like, come on! Well, like, don't you want revenge? She <laughs> broke your heart. You know, like, drink some, get angry, throw the bottle at the Mecca. You know, <laughs> some, that would help. Some, it would. Um, no, inside. Well, I mean, he did <laughs> essentially give them the means for their plan. He told them all of the weaknesses that he knew of That's in the true. mech. So he's like, ah, oh, this is how you shut it down. These are the main entry points. It's really Hiroshi who did that, though. When we think about it, he said, I'm sorry I can't help you, but it runs on the spirit energy of the vines. There's nothing we can do. I'm sorry I can't be more helpful. Right. So I guess in a way it's kind of like, wah, wah, all right, you suck. Just go, go <laughs> lay over there and heal your heart and your body. Yeah. <laughs> but then we have Hiroshi who basically gives them the idea, like, look. This is a giant monster thing. Let's shut it down from the inside. We got to get the organs and the heart and all that stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you, you, <laughs> you evil guy with your inside, get it from the inside. So, yeah, so we have we have a plan now. So that's when we jump on into, you know, them trying to distract them. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, Hiroshi sets up a plan to 
Um, I, what is it? He the, plasma? the plasma saws. The plasma saws, and they yeah. just have to because there's only two hummingbird mechas left at this point that mm-hmm. was in Asami's office. Luckily, um, so while they're working on that, we have to basically now distract the mecha to make sure that they have a chance to actually get to do that. Yeah. And cut to the water balloons. I was very excited about the water balloons. <laughs> so they're you know they're they're pounding the water balloons on the thing, and I'm actually really. Ex- I was as soon as I saw the thing, I thought it was gonna the, the plan was gonna backfire. Which which thing? Where they had like the little windshield wipers and they're oh. gonna wipe it off. I'm like, oh god, it's just paint. Well, my thing <laughs> was that like, if if they had windshield wipers, why couldn't someone start water bending the the right? stuff that they were using? Where like maybe it wasn't water based paint. Is it, does acrylic have water in it? Well, I mean, but somebody even, read the back of a label of a paint and just like tweet it to us. But even <laughs> the water that was used to clean the paint off, they could have used to like ice over the windshield yeah. that way. But, I mean, though they didn't do it at that point, like, we got a really good payoff for water bending, bending later. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, will- I'm forgiving it because when Cora did use the water to freeze over the, the Colossus, it was amazing. Yes. And the whole Operation Distraction was great. You got uh, Lin and Suyin throwing buildings. Oh, my God. Um, all the airbenders pushing. And then we have the metal benders. I think they're, they're throwing the... Um, the line, the metal cords around the legs trying yeah. to trip it, and then Bolin's just like, enough of this! And just, like, <laughs> comes in, basically, and just, like, I'm gonna give you hot foot. Yeah. And, like, and it was so amazing, and part of me was like, I don't, I'm not very good at science. I don't remember <laughs> the, 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 the chemistry table, all the okay. things and stuff, but, like, I would feel like platinum would melt a little faster with the lava. Like, I feel like that if he did a big enough pit, couldn't you have just, like, and the whole lava come in? Uh, perhaps, but he, I mean, they're also He's, in a metropolitan city. This is so, true. I mean, creating a giant lava pit in the middle of a city well, seems like Well, why not? A, giant vine spirit pit, giant, <laughs> you know, well. Um, but, I mean, to that point, I think that platinum has a really high melting point. That's true. So... I mean, it could, like... He's a lava bender, not a magma bender. Godless, get on it. Seriously. (laughs) You're hilarious. I am, John. I am. Thank you. Seriously. Whose idea was this? Because this is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) um, So, yeah. So then we have the idea with how are we going to take care of the mechas that are also attacking from the ground. Yeah. Um, So while they're working on that, we have... Varric, who tries to create that trick that he did before earlier using mm-hmm. electromagnetic pulse waves to hopefully shut down the mecha. Yeah. Which doesn't work on the giant machine. Right. <laughs> because it, Julian Varric did the thing. They did Darn the thing. Darn tootin' they did. Oh, well, we're not there yet, John. <laughs> Shh, spoilers. It was getting there. It I was, mean, it was it like was. right before that It was point. before that. Thank you for, I was about to say, I know it was at some point. And I was, how, did you feel like it was a little forced? Um, how do you feel about no? Because it, it was definitely leading up to it. Like it was, but I was expecting a kiss before the whole knee bending thing. <laughs> no, well, because it had to like he had to get through his own feelings before. Like even yeah, when he was Eric. trying to yeah, propose or like tell her his feelings. Yeah, it was kind of uh, perfect. Yeah, well, Varric is the reason for love. He is. He See, is. Thank you, John, John agrees that, he like, does. love takes its time. I mean, and you got it. Like, he tried to tell her using the ostrich horse metaphor. He did. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, because I was so caught up in... I was I was so caught up in this, and someone just wrote, "Yes, acrylic is water-based paint." Thank you. Okay, so they could have <laughs> bent the paint. They could have they could have bended the paint. Um, that's also from the artist friend. He'd know that. Nice. Uh, but anywho, um, so they... Basically, um, yeah, they had that proposal, and I was like, what is that ring made out of? What is it made out of? Very, you can afford better. <laughs> it's made of jade, I think. Was it jade? Okay, yeah. never mind. You did good. You did good. I thought <laughs> it was like a good, vine. Son. I didn't know what it was. But, uh, yeah, so that happens, and the pulse doesn't work. And then at what point are we here with Prince Wu here? Did we catch um, this? Did we get there yet? So Prince I Wu mean, stopped being useless? He did. He He's, did. So, yeah, at this point... Uh, Leading into this, he is trying to get all those people in the train station because Kuvira and them have destroyed the train tracks. Womp womp. And so he's trying to keep their spirits up by singing, and then he gets a brilliant idea. Hell yeah. Not while I'm drinking soda, please. (laughs) Oh, God, it smells so fizzy. Um, So he gets these two giant badger moles who love his singing. I... I got all the warm feels because I just thought of that episode where they were in the cave with Aang and, K- and Katara and, mm-hmm. and just the whole thing with the, with the guy singing with the, the freaking banjo thing. You know, 
love will lead the way or whatever it is. <laughs> stupid song. So that's all I thought the entire time where he's singing to these badger moles. Right. And badger moles. I choose you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> the I mean, ultimate Pokemon. Yeah. They're like sand shrew, except a lot bigger and better. <laughs> but yeah, so. They, they're singing and they, they, they get into it. So he's basically like, like John said, he's not useless anymore. Gets them in the system. And then we have the mechas who, I guess they, they weren't affected by the electromagnetic pulse or this was before he shoots um, off the electromagnetic pulse. Uh, Episode jumps around a bit, guys. A little bit. Uh, I think it was, it was before, uh, the electromagnetic pulse. Um, and they wouldn't have been affected anyway because yeah, they were outside of the range. Yeah. yeah. But how cool was it that he stepped up and was like, you know what? I was so shocked. He's like, take me. I'm the prince. I'm supposed to be the heir to the Earth Kingdom. I'm more valuable. Let these people go. They have nothing to do with any of this. Take me. And then he starts singing. <laughs> well, yeah. He's he's really grown as a character. Like, And I like that because he started as such a buffoon. He, he I know. Was I'm where surprised had by his, his cleverness. Like, you yeah. didn't think he would be... He was smart. You didn't think it until then. And I wish, I almost wish that we saw this in some more episodes other than the last couple. Like, I, I, I want like a side series of just Prince. That's Pope. a really good point. Thank you. I want, I want a side series. Yeah. So writers take note. Yeah. Uh, we, we want mini sods with Prince Wu growing and being cool, mostly singing because he's going to be pursuing his singing career as yeah. we find out. Of course. Uh, um, and then the badger moles basically as singing to the badger moles, they kind of go away. The mechs like are like, Oh, I guess you scared away your badger moles. <laughs> and then they just basically attack and jump and stomp the mechas and, uh, everybody escapes. So go woo. Yeah. Woo woo. <laughs> woo woo. <laughs> and on a side note, I would just like to uh, shout out to an Akash Singh, which is at Akash Smarts, uh, tweeting all of us, including John. Great finale, and what a way to cap this journey. Thank you for your passion, love for the show. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we love our fans. Thank you guys so much for being a um, huge support in us. We know we started the series in a little late, um, but we're happy to have had you guys join us for this journey. Uh, again, you know, much love to all you guys. Continue watching. I guess while we're on it, uh, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and just yeah. shout out for iTunes. Go for it. Uh, so on iTunes, guys, please, uh, you know, we do over 80 hours a week here. I'm not going to say week because I'm going to take credit for that. I'm on like a few <laughs> shows. But um, all the producers here, there's over 80 hours of free content that you can find on iTunes and YouTube. We upload these shows on YouTube um, after it originally airs. Um, please rate us five stars, comment. This is how we get you guys to, you know, voice your opinions. We want to see what you want. Mm -hmm. We love seeing your comments on YouTube. We love seeing the comments on the iTunes feed. And we really appreciate everything, especially, you know, much love. Uh, you guys can't see him maybe, but Phil, uh, he's our executive producer here at AfterBuzz. And this guy, I don't think he owns a bed. Uh, <laughs> he, <laughs> he's incredibly dedicated to his job here. All of them are. And uh, this is all free content. So uh, enjoy it. Continue the work. Uh, we will be back on other shows and continue to tweet us and follow us and uh, join us for the ride. <laughs> I'm really hoping that there are going to be some people listening to this on iTunes and actually think I'm there. Basically. I agree. And, uh, but you are here, John. Yes. And just as a reminder, we are taking live tweets and everything. So shout us out. Um, Tari and I are on here. I'm at Lizzie Maui, L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. Tari. Uh, Tari Miller, or Tari J. Ha ha ha. T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Ha ha ha. He doesn't know his own Twitter, guys. Nope. I'm lost. He's lost. All right. So, yeah. So, basically, getting back to this, uh, the episode here. So, we have Varric proposing. You know, Wu's awesome. Varric proposes to Zuli. They use the plasma torches on the two flight suits. And, uh, basically, Hiroshi, and I think it's, her, they're in the, there's two people per yes. machine. Mm -hmm. So, it's Hiroshi and Asami. And Asami, yeah. And then, and then Varric and Julie. Yes. Yeah. And so they are essentially trying to find a spot that they can uh, burst into the Colossus while all the airbenders and the metal benders are trying to basically distract from them getting in there. Because they are like mosquitoes and the Colossus is like any human being. It's trying to slap them off. Yeah, yeah. And I love the little mosquito reference they put before because that's exactly what it is. And I love, who is it? Varric, I think. He was like, I wish I have that flexibility. Right. But then they just like trying to zap the thing and they had the ejection. I had a feeling Hiroshi was going to do this big thing. I feel like it was a good way. Like, I didn't, I didn't want him to die, 
But I mean, really, he was just going to go back to jail anyway. It's not like they would be like, well, you helped save Republic City. So you know what? We're going to just left you, leave you off the hook for trying to kill all the benders off and right. yada, yada. Well, I mean, he may have gotten a pardon or I mean, he could have stuck in jail and had uh, Asami visiting him. But I think that this was the best way to end out his redemption where it's just like, yeah. hey, you know, I as care soon as I you. saw the ejection pods with Varric and Zuli. I knew that it was going to be used when they were doing it. And when Sami's like, no, we got to go now. We got to go now. And he's like, forgive me. I'm sorry. And I was like, no. And I was moment. like, that's horrific. Yeah. That is horrific. <laughs> and thank God for good censorship and the way they animated it. Like, it was classy. We didn't have to see any gore. So yeah. Every season has to have an overly gruesome death that you don't really see. We still see. don't know if Jet ever died. We still, we still don't know. <laughs> A Jet. disturbing amount of people have died on this show. Yes. Can yes. we actually talk about that yes. a little bit? Thank you, John. That was a good segue. Because, like, I feel like not everyone was evacuated from the city. Yeah, they but, made it sound like only a very few percentage actually left. And there was nowhere near the rest of the population in the caves with the badger moles right. with Prince Zoo And, um... Pema. Yes. Thank you. So, I mean, we we get all these scenes of the the spirit ray blasting these buildings, destroying everything. I know. And you have to assume that there are a bunch of. It's like like man if you of listen steel really closely and you just hear ah like in the back. <laughs> I just I'm just getting over laryngitis. So I can actually do it, but uh, yeah, it I. I mean, it's still a kids show, you know. <laughs> it's rated eight and older, right? So, so we can just imply. We're that just going to pretend that everybody was okay. It's kind of like an old episode of Dragon Ball Z before, like, the dub was actually good, <laughs> and Vegeta destroys the city and is like, "You're lucky, everybody evacuated." And it's right. like that's not what he says. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> just wait till my arm just, grows back. That's not going to happen. No. <laughs> so yeah, so I yeah, a lot of people have died in the series in the series before, and. I read an article somewhere, and I'm really sorry I can't. I mean, Google it'll be like the first thing that pops up. But somebody had pointed out that this ser- series has been like an elevated jump in the emotional storytelling that animation has been brought to, especially with Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, you know, we had it first with the original um, Avatar The Last Airbender, and we're having it again here and again because the characters are older. We get them when they're around, what, 15, 16, and now it's three years later. So they're yeah. like. You know, they're, well, they're, they're adults. Probably in their late teens, early 20s, most of them now. Well, yeah, no, because I think it was like, she's like, Cora was like 15, so she's got to be 18, 19 now, so. Yeah, well, before the three the jump, it was also like a couple years had passed between the seasons. Oh, God, math. Yeah. All uh, right, so touche, touche. Yeah, I mean. They can drink I mean, in Japan. <laughs> going off of, like, the earlier Dragon Ball reference, I mean, the show was really good about growing with its audience. Like, I mean, it started back in, I want to say, like, 2005, 2004, something oh, like God, that. Oh, God, yeah. So it's been almost 10 years. And well, so put it this way. You, I was working on a cruise ship at the end of 2007 when they just started airing the fire uh, chapter for uh, uh, Last Airbender. And that was, right. like, around the end of 2007. Right. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, so, I gotta say, I was definitely like, like first starting in college or something when they brought this series out. So yeah, yeah. I okay, I was an adult when I liked it. It's fine, but like assuming like even <laughs> people like because yeah, I was also in like I think I was in early college, uh, high school, something like that. But like assuming, say you started watching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender at seven, mm-hmm. it's been ten years. So then at the point that this series oh has God. ended, you are now oh seventeen God. at the age where all of really? the Yes, all of the teen or all the Legend of Korra main characters started. I'm so, really I mean, it's grown a lot right with everyone else. I just, just thank you for reminding me of our ages. You're very welcome. Thank you. Um, real quick, want to just shout out again to our uh, Twitter fa- followers out there. I have uh, Daniel Riley at RileyDan26. Uh, I don't know if you talked about this, but do you think Bolin could lava bend because his f- mother was a firebender? Hashtag irrelevant. You know what? <laughs> no, you know what? That's actually a really, really good point. Um, I don't know if they ever specify if someone has to be of both lines of vendors to do that. Um, Toph seemed to be pretty darned impressed about it. We have no idea about the background of one of the bad guys. Um, uh, Gazan? For, yeah, Gazan. And if he had, you know, maybe a firebender in his family to make him do that. But uh, possibly, and it would make sense. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Um 
Let's see here. And then uh, again from our friend at uh, Akash Smarts, uh, mm-hmm. I would love a new Avatar series focused on an adult Avatar. I really just want to see old Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I would love to see that too. More so, and I don't know if there's a comic book or something or a side story, but I really would love to just get – I'm sad that we didn't get more of – um more Aang. back, yeah, more background story of what happened to Aang and all of her favorite characters. What, how did Sokka die? Was he just really old? Did he trip and fall into like <laughs> down a gorge, which I can totally see happening to him? Well, he was an adventurer, and then he took an arrow to the knee. Stop it! You're welcome. Stop it! You're very Get welcome. Out. Get out right now. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, all right. So we're gonna go ahead and move on here. We're halfway in here to. Um, so, but yeah. you know, like, again... So Hiroshi gets smashed, yeah. and then Hiroshi everyone... smash! Sadness. Everyone gets inside Get of in the Get in the hole. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then so we have the credits, and then the commercials, and we get back, and we're into episode 13, The Last Stand. This is when it gets juicy, you guys. Yeah. Uh, we have, basically, everybody's in, everybody splits up, everybody has their go, 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 go with uh, what everybody's supposed to be doing. We have... Uh, obviously, um, Korra going directly after Kovira. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Suyin and Lin um, basically trying to go after uh, destroying the mechanics for the arms and disabling it. And we have Bolin and Mako trying to find the main energy source. Yes. So, um, so let's let's start with Lin and Suyin because yes. that was awesome. That was so cool, and I just love how. The comment, like, we can really destroy stuff in here. Like, yeah. That it's just, blah, blah, blah. and then just like <laughs> everything just starts like getting like bent and screwed up, and everything is just, and that whole arm, like, they, just, they discard the arm and the weapon. They basically make this giant mecha, which is like, oh my god, how do we stop it? And the one, there's just when we think about it, guys, there's really only one gun weapon on this thing, right? Aside from that, it's just a giant walking hunk of junk. I mean, well, no, because I mean, you still... could probably smash some stuff or yeah. step on someone, but. I mean the 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 spirit ray was its main weapon, but like with it dis with with it disassembled, like Kuvera was super quick to just rip off the arm because she knew it was just going to be uh, a hindrance. Yeah. Um. And at that point, she could just start smashing, smashing buildings people. and <laughs> punching ground. Yeah. In the face. And then again, the whole thing where I and I think this was the part where they asked Cora, "Are you going to be okay?" Because you went up against her and she's kind of like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. You know, because we, we've seen this progression with um, Cora since the beginning of the series. She was weak, She was weakened by the poison. She still had it in her system. After the whole thing with Toph and everything, she got it out. But there was still a lot of, I guess, mental... Well, yeah, she barren- had a lot of mental blocks. Blocks, that's She the was word. still trying to figure out where she belonged in the world. I mean, and at this point, she... Thanks for screwing her up, Toph. <laughs> well, no, Toph helped a lot because, I mean, it, up until this point, she hadn't really kind of solidified that she was super close to Kuvira in terms of personality. and Yeah, because Toph is the one who said, think of the similarities or the things that you could hold. Think of yourself, what, you, what do you see in the enemies that you face so far? Yeah. You know, because Toph was the one who brought into, you know... Um, the first guy with the mask. Um, Amon. Amon. Thank yeah. you for having such a good memory. You're welcome. I, <laughs> thank God. I, you know, we had Amon and he just really just wanted everybody to be equal. Right. And then we had. Um, oh, Unalak. Unalak. Who wanted to bring back the spirits. Who wanted to, you know, just unify everything and make everything as one. Although he was a little more twisted, I think. Well, he and, was, yes. He was the most mustache twirly of all the villains. And then we have... Um, and then we had... Um, ah, man. Ha! Been do- ha! No. There's uh, notes in here. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of um, Zaufu. Nope, nope. Before that. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, yes, and Zaheer. then Zahir, who uh, wanted just, everyone to be free, wanted everybody to free away from you know patriarchy or mo- monarchy. Well, I mean, patriarchy he doesn't something want totally any different. Government, yeah, <laughs> no overrule. Everybody's free to rule themselves, kind of thing. And again, everybody aside from twirly mustachey Unulak, ha ha ha. Everybody has a good point. There's good. There's there's an ideology behind it that's not always so evil, but the way they were going about it was totally wrong. Right. And the same thing with Kavira. So we did have that near the end of the episode, which we'll get into, about how that was important and I think why the realization and why Korra was strong again to be able to with you know fight against Kavira. Because yeah. like I said, when we what we recapped that episode, I was very disappointed <laughs> that she, after all of these people 
you could not get, I mean, Aang as like, what was he, like 11, 12 when he fought the freaking Fire Lord yes. during Sozin's comment, all like, and he, he won, <laughs> and you're like against one metal bender who's like, pretty good but like that's all she is there's really nothing that special about her except right. for being a really tactical metal bender mm-hmm. so disappointed well <laughs> told yes. you i'm really critical <laughs> she at at that point she didn't have a sense of purpose yeah. she was more kind of wandering through this world because she was trying not to be as we call it uh cora smash like <laughs> and she was trying to take things <laughs> just keep on thinking about hiroshi smash oh, he's oh, sad. sad um <laughs> so that her arc is has been more about not just punching everything and trying to figure out how to be more uh, understanding Intuitive. of the people that she is going against. Put the shoe on the other foot kind of thing. Right. Hey, Phil, do we have anybody in our chat on uh, YouTube? Any interesting comments or anything? Because we can't really see it on our phones. Uh, crazy how many main villains had really good intentions. Uh, I want to see Baby Cora grow into Avatar. A Cora comic is definitely needed. Too many stories to tell. Yep, yep. Uh, Wu was actually likable in this one. Yes. Yes. And uh, so on and so forth. <laughs> All right. Sounds good, guys. Um, I would actually like to see Baby Cora. Because, like, <laughs> when we first see Cora introduced as the Avatar. Best she's, introduction yes, ever. I'm the cat Avatar. Deal with it. Deal that with was it. amazing. <laughs> Um, though it would, I feel like she. How do we know she's the avatar? This could be a trick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So we have here uh, from Andrew Fedge at Tiger Version X. uh, Korra versus Kuvira in the command center battle was intense. The music for this finale was all awesome. Yes, that all awesome part was written in all caps lock. (laughs) So yeah, no, I totally agree. Very intense, and this is the part again. First half of the season finale, very exciting. This half, definitely where the juiciness gets. Yes. Um, so going on to Bolin and Mako now. So Mako finds, so we have the arm disabled and Kavira throws it off basically. Now Korra is fighting Kavira in the control room. Yes. Very intense going on. Flash forward to Bolin and Mako finding the vines. And this is where we get, uh, you know, a bit of Mako standing up. And saying, you know, Bolin's saying basically, like, I saw about this working. You know, you think you would know more about when you're hanging out working for Kavira the whole time. Right. Bolin's saying, hey, lay off. <laughs> and Mako basically saying, you know, like, well, I guess I'll just use electricity on it. No, didn't you hear me? It's going to explode. Yeah, that's the point. Right. So. Um, can I say that, like, Lava Disc was the best thing oh that my God, yes. Lynn has done ever? So awesome. I mean, I was like, I saw that. I was like, what the hell was that? The hell? What well, the yeah. Because it, it took his pro bending sp- skills and integrated lava bending. Why do we have to wait until the last episode to see that used more often? <laughs> like, how much usefulness that would have had against, like, every, like, from whenever he discovered he could lava bend. Right. So upsetting. But very exciting and a good way to put that in. I wonder if that was like just somebody like shouting that in, like one of the animators, the storyboard guys was just like, what if he like used the disc? Why didn't you mention that earlier? I don't know, man. It was out to lunch. Right. You know, so I'm happy that they at least got that. I thought that was a really cool. Yeah. And memorable. Was really smart. Shout back. Other than that, he didn't have any other rock. Yeah, way to go, Bowen. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So they had that. Again, everybody splits up and everything. We have, um, Basically, Lin and Su Yin are, you know, they, yeah. they in the discarded arm, basically, or a piece that fell off anyway. Right. Um, and then Mako is basically going to now try to make the mecha go boom. Yes. In the most scientific way I can possibly put it. <laughs> um, and again, we get that really cool electricity bending, which I have to say, I am fascinated with this technique because I know that originally it was only Iroh who knew how to do this technique as a firebender all those years ago and the only way he came up with it was because of watching waterbenders and i wonder like metal bending because obviously toff spread it and taught people how to metal bend and there now we have metal benders because she was the very first person to do that yes uh again when somebody mentioned definitely need a comic book because there's a lot of side stories that we would love to get into here how did mako learn the electricity the lightning bending Mm. because Throughout this whole show, I have yet to see anybody else use that technique as a firebender aside from him. And we know that it originated from Iroh. Right. And, you know, and Prince Zuko. And I just, I thought that was a really interesting, from the first time he used it, you know? Yeah. Well, we haven't had a lot of firebenders being at the forefront. It's true. Like, we've had, um, like, Iroh, the, like, 
son's son's son. Um, grandson? Yeah, the grandson. Son, um, son, son, really? Yeah. Son, son, is son, 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 son. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> son, son, son. But yeah, so, I mean, he, and he hasn't really been fighting, but, and so, and we saw Mako use it in the last season finale. Yes, which um, was awesome. So he, I feel like he's hasn't mastered it at this point, so he kind of only pulls it out when he absolutely needs to. No, absolutely, but like I'm saying, I'm just surprised, and that's something that I would love to find a backstory to. Like, how did he, who told him? <laughs> uh, who, was it you? Um, but yeah, it might have been, I don't know, they're all kind of linked together when you think about it, though, like Tara. And, right. I mean, know. and it was no secret, like Azula used uh, lightning bending yeah, as but well. but Azula was a crazy, maniacal Right, Biznich, but she was le- knows also a firebender. So it's like it wasn't a secret. If if you could learn, it's it's like if you um, are a martial artist, you could easily pick up another form. So I mean, essentially, he probably was like, "This is the thing I want to learn. Let's see if I can do it." He learned the the form, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm I wish a I could say bender. that about like anything. Like I know how to drive a car, so I'm going to learn how to drive this manual." Even though I think I've only driven a manual car like once before when my friend was too drunk and well, I had to just – I only stole that once. So that was pretty cool. Well, you have the uh, <laughs> the basics down. You know once this car starts, you can kind of – I play cruise in the world. I got this. Right. <laughs> Moving on though. Yes. Uh, we got, so, yeah. So, we have that really cool scene and um, basically it does explode the mecha and we have um, – Everybody's kind of out over the place, and we have Kovira and Korra basically getting blasted over to the jungle of all the spirit vines in the central uh, center of the city. Yeah, um, where we have this kind of final. Uh, so let's just have final countdown stuck in my <laughs> head, and they have this battle, and we see that. First of all, I'm just yelling at the screen with Korra, just yelling at her like, "What is wrong?" She's like, "Well, guess you better give up." Runs away. What the hell's wrong with you, Cora? Like, well, she freaking got, apprehend her. She got hit in the face with a brick, I man. don't care. Hit her again with another brick. She's no, LaCuvira <laughs> hit Cora in the face with a brick. So it kind of laid her out so she could escape. No, I know that. But I'm saying, like, she's talking to her like, well, you better give up. Like, first thing you do before you say, well, you better give up is, like, apprehend the chick. Like, right. like time. Anywho. It's, I, it, yeah. yeah. My little tidbit. Um, when Kuvera runs into the vines and she sees something that we can't see. Yeah. I had assumed that it was going to be, like, spirits that were about to attack her. Really? Um, yes. Mostly because of my last week's prediction of the, uh, <laughs> of the World War Two parallel. So I would, and if the spirits do were. the thing. Yeah. So the spirits you were. You wanted gonna, them to do the thing. I wanted them to do the thing. Ah. Because they were America, and America drops the bomb, et cetera. And they get involved in the last minute and swoop in and end World War Two. So that's what I thought was going to happen. But it didn't. Kuvera found the I gun. I think I was still complaining about Cora allowing herself to get hit in the face with a brick because she started talking, well, guess it's over for you while she's just sitting there and not being apprehended. Right. So, so yes, I didn't even have a chance to think about that. I didn't know what it was because, again, I didn't really pay attention to where the arm was flung. So, but when we came to it, it made a lot of sense. You see the arm. She's shooting it out. And then, obviously, after Kor's yelling at her to stop and Kavir knows, "Uh uh-oh, I screwed up. Can't stop it. Yeah, and we have this really cool scene where Cora basically—I mean, she could, it could have been a sacrifice if she didn't know like how you could control and uh, control the blast of the spirit energy. Yeah, but she's the freaking Avatar, so. Well, yeah, and we <laughs> had the scene earlier when she was in the spirit realm when Rava was telling her that she's most powerful in the spirit realm. Yes, so I believe that gave her the confidence to run in and think that she do, could, and do the thing. Yes. She did the thing. She did the thing. <laughs> and again, with the whole eyes flashy and stuff and very close to all the spirit vines. And again, you know, she's the avatar. She's a link between the spirits right. and the humans. So like, yeah, I can control the spirit energy thing coming at me. Um, and she shields Kavira. She does. And, and protects keeping her. in with my World War II uh, parallel, when the explosion happens. Tari needs to be right. I No, I don't need to be right. <laughs> I'm just like... It was – it's a mutual thing between me and John. But uh, still, um, the, when the explosion happens of her um, shielding Kuvira and the portal becomes a thing, um, it looked just like when the bomb – We have like to stop saying the thing because we're going to keep on saying the thing. Yes. When, uh, when it becomes a giant ball of energy. Yes. Um, it looked like when the bomb was, like was dropped. Was it Goku's spirit bomb? Yes. Yeah. 
or your or your or your World War II reference. Yes. Comes. Yeah. Uh, it was Fat Man and or Little Boy. Yes. Yes. But I know, and I, I do like that reference, and it was a good, and I was it was very quiet too. It was kind of like what the heck just happened? Like <laughs> I was kind of a moment where we don't know what happened. We see the light. We don't know. I didn't know she was going to turn into like a super giant. Like I'm expecting like the koi fish from like the battle at the right. North Pole with like Aang and like what's happening. Are we going to see like a giant spirit thing mm-hmm. of with the bunny ears? That'd be really cool. She's just a giant bunny spirit. <laughs> but um, you know, so they can't find them, and they're in the spirit portal, and we see that there is now a new spirit portal um, connecting the worlds. Yeah, and. Um, while everybody's freaking out because nobody can find them, mm-hmm. uh, we see that they are in the spirit world. And Cora is basically having kind of a heart-to-heart. It's the first time where they're actually talking as two individuals since, I guess, before Kavira went all power-hungry. Yeah. And uh, basically saying, you know, admitting, like we said, the realization of what Toph was saying earlier in the se- season is, you know, they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And, you know, Kavira disagrees and she goes we're both stubborn mm-hmm. we both want you know the what's right and we believe in what's the best and i should have written more about what <laughs> she was saying about their similarities but well yeah she was saying that basically they both go full in that's to, it full in yeah because whatever they're doing incredibly stubborn and yes. they just they see a path and they just keep going for it and Unfortunately, she just went about it in the wrong way right um but she just wanted and she i think it was the thing she said about I know what it's like to feel powerless. Yes. And when you can't do anything to help what you think, you know, she wanted what's best for her, her, you know, the Earth Kingdom, mm-hmm. where she's from. Right. And, you know. So she felt abandoned by, by her parents. Yeah, by her parents. And she didn't want the Earth Kingdom to feel that as well. Yeah. So, like, in this moment, you, you realize that all this time beneath all of her dictatorship, beneath all of her bravado, yeah. she's just been a scared little girl trying to do what she thinks is right. Yeah. And again, hello, love to have some sort of comic book or side story to see about her bringing up with uh Su-Lin because Su-Yin, yeah. I really thought I, I really thought that uh Su-Yin would have kind of taught treated her a little bit like a daughter you know while raising her and kind of confiding so much in her it would yeah. have been nice to have that kind of like were you really left out that much well I think that Su-Yin did treat her like a daughter and which that's... is creepy because then you try to romance your brother and then get him to be her fiance. That does not how it works. No. Uh. If, you, if you watch The Flash, it's not uncommon. Anyways, oh God. Um, but no, I'm saying like I think that's it. her being treated like a daughter is what why it cuts so deep when Suyin wouldn't take on the mantle to try to rebuild the Earth Kingdom. That's true. That's that. That's a good point. And again, so basically, it comes down to again this villain not being super twirly mustache mwahaha super evil there's a whole bunch of different sides to this coin it's not two-sided which wouldn't make it a coin <laughs> uh, i love my uh six-sided coin six-sided 12-sided die anyway yeah. uh so yeah so we have them coming out of the portal we have the mechas on you know kavira's army getting ready to battle again release her and kavira now humbled and brought down with the you know with the defeat, just saying, no, it's over, it's done. Her apologizing to Su Yin very quickly, saying, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And I will accept any punishment that is coming my way. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if only all enemies could just, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I've been a bad boy or girl. Please just lock me up. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take lo- my TV away for a week. I love that Su Yin wasn't like, I understand. She's like, no, you're going to pay for everything you did. Yeah, like, like done you're grounded no dessert for a month <laughs> yeah no and it definitely i mean it was kind of a kind of let, like i almost feel like she's so stubborn is thus really what brought you down like i almost felt like she still would have had a little fight at the end but i think it was perfect the way it ended because yeah. again she was raised around these people these are not she's not just total stranger coming out there's links there's connections there's feelings even though she was going to kill her fiance but yeah <laughs> blindsided <laughs> but yeah, so then we have that, and then we have this great little ending here, and we have a uh, flash forward to Zuli and Varric getting married. Yeah. And it was so cute, and I love that Bolin was the, what do they call them? Officiator. Officiator. Yes. With little... Um, he had um, little shoulder pads. Pa, 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 pa. Oh, Pabu? Pabu. Yes. And Pabu's like all dressed up with a little tux and everything. I loved it. <laughs> um, and it was just the the greatest way to kind of end it because we we kind of wrap up with all the characters. I don't know if you paid attention to the people that were in the audience for the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they tell them to do the thing yeah. <laughs> before. And my favorite is Zuli then tilting uh, Varric down yeah. to <laughs> dip him in for the kiss. And they do the it thing. It was really cute. Yeah. It was super cute. Um, very touching. And is a nice way to wrap up that little storyline with those two characters. Yeah. Um, and then we get a nice little side thing during the reception where Kor is talking to an assortment of people, one of them being Tenzin. Yeah. And, uh, well, is this before or after Prince Wu? Um, this is, it's after Prince Wu. But okay. Well, bringing to Prince Wu really yeah. quick, though. Um, you know, we, we, we see... Um, Mako, because there's a lot of wrap-ups with a lot of the characters. So at one point, I think we have her speaking with Mako and Mako saying about how no matter what, I'm always going to be there for you. Mm -hmm. I will always fight with you. I always always stand by your side. And I'm so glad I met you and I have you as part of my life. So we have this nice little wrap-up because it's kind of been very awkward between these characters, between Mako and Asami and Korra. It's always been this thing. Korra and Asami has been chill as, you know, like, they're chill. They're cool. But, you know, there's always been this thing where we – and there's been so much action and stuff going on that we've never been able to really – have that closing, like, cool, right. we're friends, we cool, we cool. Yeah, I mean... Follow me on Facebook, we cool. You know? <laughs> they've been through a lot together, yes. I mean, we had the weird... And we don't have to have the romantic thing. Like, it's fine, no one has to wind up with anybody. I mean, we already got a wedding with Varric, and that's great enough as it is. Well, I mean, <laughs> not to jump ahead too much, but Cora uh, and Asami get, end up together. Like, together together? Together together. Is that really what that was? That's because what I thought I was, was thinking what that was. It, yes. But I was like, Kurosama, is that really what that was? Kurosami is a thing. That is a thing. It's a thing. That's what you were I talking mean, about. Yes. In your tweet with the thing. Yes. Or someone tweeted it yes. and you retweeted John, uh, yeah. it. John retweeted it. John told That's us a thing, that it's a Because they did hold hands, but girls hold hands is what we do. Right. Like but, like, it was, it was a, a moment because we've been kind of leading up to this where uh, Asami and Korra... Like, Asami was the only one that she was writing to. That's true. And they've, like, really built up their relationship. And they've they've had each other's back this whole time. And so it's, like, at the end when they're sitting on that dock. Um, Whatever that was, staircase yeah, outside the wedding. Staircase. Uh, it's it's them kind of coming to a mutual understanding. They're, like, you're, you're kind of, I mean, and they leave it open enough to where you could be, like, all right, they're just friends. But, like, this has been a well, building yeah, because, relationship. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I... I and I f- I'm fine with that. I am fine with that. Okay. I just feel like, you know what? I'm fine with that. It's cool. What is it? Did you have a no, feeling? No, it just, it's just. It sounded like you had feelings. No, it's just, it's something that's so out of there. Like, I, I just feel like, um, well, first of all, just wrapping it up real quick. You know, we'll, we'll get back to that because something's really good to end on. But yeah. um, we have, again, so we have the closure with Mako. Um, we have Prince Wu and Mako giving him, like, I heard you pretty awesome. My cousin told you were cool. Yeah. Prince Wu mounts, announces that he wants um, Earth to be democratic. It's not being lazy or anything. He just feels that it should be separate states and each state being individually governed, yeah. which is great. And he's grown up a lot as a character. I really like him. I'd love a side series, even mm-hmm. if it's like a two-part episode or something. And then we have... Um, you know, Tenzin basically telling Cora how proud he is of her growth, everything she's been through, and her basically saying, I feel like there's so much left that I have to do. Yeah. And Tenzin's like, well, duh, you're like 20, so, you know, get on it. So, <laughs> in not so many words. Um, he walks back to the party, and we have that moment, like you said, with Cora and Asami, and yeah. just talking about vacation and stuff, and I feel like we could leave it on that note. I'm fine with that. I am all for it. Okay. Um I think it's left open to interpretation. Well, yes. It's def- People it- can do that. They can think, oh, good, they're best friends. Because here's the thing. Like, I could, I have a best female friend yes. that when I'm in a certain area of depression or sadness or I don't want to talk to anybody, that's the only person I will confide in. Yes. My apartment is a wreck right now. She's the only person I will allow inside because, like, you know me, girl. It's okay. You can come in. Don't mind the laundry on the floor. Right. But it's... It's one of those things where, again, it could be taken as an interpretation. It could have been a thing. You know, they're, well, yeah. they're now together as a couple. Fine. That's great. But I don't feel like it necessarily has to be that. Like I said, I'm happy with nobody having to have a romantic relationship for it to be a happy ending. Yes. And that it, it leaves off open-ended enough to where, I mean, it's not like they definitively make out at the end of yeah, the they, episode. Yeah, it's just, just like, hey, really we're going to go on a vacation together. Yeah. And they, they end facing one another in the spirit portal and you're like all right cool it could be hey they're just friends or it could be like hey we're being progressive in this moment and having this main character which is super awesome yeah 
And I kind of always felt that way about Cora anyway. Like, look at those arms. Those are awesome body mask. You know, like, we're going <laughs> to. Right. I wish I had her arms. Yeah, but, yeah. So, like, <laughs> and I, I think that I think that the writers are smart enough to be like, all right, I mean, this is still a kid's show. I mean, and parents are allowed to. Yeah. So the adults, the adults, the people they... who have been watching this since they were adults, they can get it. They can find it. It's great. It's progressive. Let's move on. And right. then for the kids, it's like you have a little five year old girl, you know, having a sleepover with her best friend saying, yay, they're like us. So it's like, who cares? Yeah. You know, either way, I'm really happy with the ending. I really hope for side stories in the series. I'm sad that it's over. Yeah. And, you know, but I'm, you know, we still have each other to chat with and nerd out about it. And uh, you guys out there um, can continue following us on Twitter, Instagram, and find Tari, uh, myself, and Mr. John Quick on other TV shows here at AfterBuzz. Yes, ma'am. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up. It's been a really great series. Tari, I love you. Aww. Love you, man. Love you, too. And, uh, yeah, guys, catch us catch us, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Tari, where can the people find you? And are you doing any other shows here? I do. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me on the Flash and Arrow after shows and uh, assorted other places. Uh, follow if you me on follow Twitter, him, I'll tell he'll you. tell you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, b- before I, it jumps off of me, I just wanted to say thank you for following us. Uh you know, watching every show, giving us your comments, and really being genuinely awesome people. I really appreciate it. This isn't the last we're going to interact, but uh, sad to see you go. Awesome. And you guys, it's been a pleasure. Um, it's been such a great uh, experience here with the show, and I hope to uh, work with uh, John and Tari on many more and see you guys on the other shows. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also check me out. I'm going to be on the Doctor Who Christmas special. Uh, that will be announced when we figure out the date for that. I'll be on Helix and a couple other shows coming, so just check me on Twitter, and uh, I'll let you know there, okay? And you can follow John at NowQuick. Uh Spelled it now quick. Yes. <laughs> On Twitter at now quick. All right. Thank you guys so much. Have a great holiday and we got, we'll see you around. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.